While the world is starting to worry about consumers, will they pay their mortgages, will they pay off their credit cards, and Canadian banks have taken a beating, the question is, am I about to start to buy banks? Let's find out. Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Please remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own. I am not an investment advisor. I am simply talking about what I'm doing in our investments for your entertainment purposes. As we're seeing more and more corporate bankruptcies and airlines crying for help, we're also seeing fewer and fewer people return to work than expected. It looks like the, you know, the V-shaped recovery isn't going to happen. So the question is, what does this mean to your investments and what am I doing? So when I look at what's happening, I think about in 2008, 2009, when the bank stocks crashed, I remember Bank of Montreal being in the mid to high 30s and thinking, you know, I drove by the bank in my community here and, and I talk about it in the book, Nothing, nothing's happened in the sense of banks are always supported by government and they have such a difficult barrier to entry for anybody to start a bank in Canada that, uh, you know, if the banks go down, we're, we're in so much trouble that it <clears throat> won't matter what investments you own. So I looked at what's happening with the banks and I see that Bank of Montreal has gone from, you know, $104 down to $64. Bank of Nova Scotia is now at $51 and pays a 7% um, dividend. Now, when I looked at BMO, I was thinking of purchasing uh, tomorrow, but the, the thing about BMO is it's, it's almost completely linked to the market. So when the market goes up as a whole, BMO seems to go up. When the market goes down, BMO goes down. However, Bank of Nova Scotia is a, is a 0.69 beta, meaning it's not quite as strongly correlated to the, um, to the market. So it's almost like if you buy BMO, you're going to be getting a 6.6% return on your money if the dividends stay safe, which we're not sure about. They could cut their dividends, but they haven't for many years. Um, the problem is you might as well buy the market other than that dividend because it's it's in sync with the market, whereas Bank of Nova Scotia is not. So tomorrow I'll be purchasing some Bank of Nova Scotia, nibbling away. And the other one that, that I've owned in the past and uh, when it went up into the mid-30s I got out is... Uh, is Laurentian Bank. Uh, it pays a 9.43% dividend. You could argue, is that sustainable? Are they going to keep, you know, paying that dividend or not? And that's, that's a, a huge question. Uh, part of that issue comes, too, with their beta, which is 0.84, which is pretty strongly associated, but gives you a little bit of room there. But their the price to the book value is is almost cut in half. So you're almost buying something for $0.52 cents on the dollar. Uh, I just don't understand it. And, and there's some issues, of course, with delivering, and, and they're trying to restructure with online and deal with um, customer service, as most banks are. I just think that uh, the banking industry is a bit like um, telecommunications and perhaps even infrastructure such as 
we've talked in the past about bird construction, which I'm also going to be buying a little bit more of tomorrow. Um, they're, they're fairly stable. I still think you need to keep some cash and nibble away at these, which is what I'm going to be doing. Uh, again, what you do is based on your own uh, financial situation, so don't just follow me. I'm simply telling you what I'm doing tomorrow and why. I believe at uh, at the current levels, I think it's uh, $51 Bank of Nova Scotia. Um, Laurentian Bank's about 28. They're long-term holds now with those numbers, unless they should, uh, again, balloon up and uh, will require a somewhat of a sale. Let me talk a little bit, too, about real estate, because right now there's been more and more discussion of of what's going to happen with real estate prices. CMHC has come out and said they think that they could drop up to 20% in value. Um, I think it's very, my opinion is, it's very much based on where, where you're living. If you're talking about a condominium in Toronto that's half a million dollars, for sure those prices could drop to four hundred or even 350000 When it comes to a, a small community in rural Canada where the price may be 250 or 300 for a building I don't see that 20% happening if it does you may go from 300 to 240 which is not exactly a catastrophe so there is that sort of um, geographical um, this, uh, change based on, on where you're living now now the issue when you think about COVID I live in a community that has uh, basically no COVID, and, and there have been two tragic deaths, and there there have been uh, uh, some small number of, of infected folks, but there really isn't any type of issue here. I think there's one person in hospital, or if that. And then when you look at what happened in Toronto on the weekend, where everybody was in a park, it looked like they were partying, having a good time, there wasn't a lot of social distancing going on. And so you, you wonder about how long this is going to last, where you, where you have a complete provincial sort of agreement on how we're going to handle this uh, COVID. My, my wife said the other day, perhaps we should put a wall around Toronto and just, you know, let the folks do what they want. But for, it seems like everybody else in Ontario who were listening to the social distancing and the other rules that were imposed, perhaps we should, um, you know, take the next steps and what we need to move on. There are some things happening in the economy that are very uh, worrisome. The first being, some uh, business owners are saying it's difficult for them to attract their employees to come back given the support provided by the government. And that's certainly an issue when it comes to what's happening today. But on the other side, you can't fault the government because people did need some support to know they were going to get through this. Also, with students, there's an issue of, of uh, university students working because they're also being subsidized. So the question is, how do you move forward from that? What, what are the next steps? And I think that's where, in, in this week's written blog, I talk about crisis leadership. And I'll talk a little bit about it right now, because if you can find a publicly traded company where a leader has demonstrated competence and true crisis leadership skills, um, you're, going to, you're going to have a worthwhile investment for years to come. Now, crisis leadership, as opposed to the regular type of leaders, when you look at what happens when we didn't have a crisis, people pretty much can coast all the way from the municipal to provincial to federal levels. Uh, municipally, you know, people talk about sidewalks or putting up a new stop sign or stoplight or something, but there's very little tough decisions that have to be made because there there aren't any. They just continue to tax the ratepayers who are happy to pay, and they go on their merry way. Um, ribbon cutting is, is what they're good at and PR and cheerleading and all that stuff to get reelected. 
But right now, municipally, provincially, and federally, we need a plan to move forward, and, and that plan is totally non-existent. There are plans, and this is what's really scary, based on what some of the health, um, quote, experts are saying. So if you look in Canada, we were told that uh, we don't need to wear masks. In fact, then we were told masks could be, in, uh, could be doing more harm than good. And then recently, we've just heard that masks are necessary. Another expert in the United States, uh, Dr. Fauci, had said that people need to stay quarantined, self-isolate, don't leave your house, you're going to die. And now he's saying that there are so many unintended consequences with staying in your house that people should, we should move towards a more normal life and get out of the house because it's, it has all these unintended consequences. So the experts are really sort of, it's almost like a weatherman who's, who waits till it rains and then says, well, it's raining today or waits until it's sunny. It doesn't take an expert to look out the window. And that's kind of what it seems like is happening with these um, experts. And then, of course, the problem is our politicians are reacting and following this, what they call advice, which is which is based on, you know, data that isn't really helpful. It's easier just to say we don't know. And, and here are the risks of what we know, and here's the choice we're going to make. And I think taking decisive action is one of the most significant things you'll see in a, in a crisis leadership style. The person will take some time, you know, a li- time-limited period, and then they will take action. They'll analyze the data as best they can. They'll indicate the limits of the data, and then they'll go ahead and make a decision. What we see in the federal level in Canada is very much of study, commissions, committees. If we, if we look at the nursing home uh, issue in, in Ontario, for example, in Canada, um, the issues in nursing homes have been known for tens of decades. Everybody knows, if you've ever been through a nursing home, what they're like. And yet no one has done anything. There's been no action. Um, there's a book written, I think it's called The uh, Wasted Generation. I, I'd have to look it up again to tell you. I was going to order it today. I'm going to have to do some digging. Where a professor uh, at a major university in the United States looked at how placing people in nursing homes has become fashionable because it's sort of out of sight, out of mind. We don't have to think about our, our uh, mortality. So by putting people in nursing homes, we don't need to really uh, pay attention to that. Now, when you look at what happened in Canada, we had people dying of malnutrition and dehydration, apparently, in some nursing homes, which I still find hard to believe. But if that is the case, it, it just adds more to the the data and the information that tells us this, this needs to change. And so there will be um, different companies that need to be created, different businesses to meet this need, and we'll be talking about more of them in future podcasts. The final is a, is a quick opinion on China. I really think there's a, there's a tide changing and turning with what's happened, not just with COVID, but what's, what's happened with what's going on in Hong Kong and also the human rights violations that have happened. And the need to bring businesses home and be more local may also result in a significant cutback of imports. Uh, from uh, China. And so you have to wonder about, you know, a return of some form of more uh, unique uh, types of manufacturing and ways for us to be able to take care of ourselves. So there's some uh, incredible change happening. But on the other hand, when you look at the the basic banks, they will find a way because they have a monopoly. And um, I think during these times, that's where I'm going to look 
from my investments. I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Have an amazing week. Talk soon. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com. 